Welcome, one and all, to a fresh new season of the Dunker Punks podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Kraus. We try to do a new theme song every season or two, and this one is no exception. So let's kick today's episode off right with a COVID Dunker Punk song I wrote called Am I Still Punk When I'm Alone? Every day I wake up not feeling myself I throw all my change in the wishing well Anything up my game It's me against life and I don't know who's winning Loneliness knocking at my door With boxes and letters, all things and more I open up to let them in It's been so hard without you, my friend Now harder than before My God, my God What have we in store For all our minds wanting to do right For all thy people trying to survive We're living life in and out of time Perspective skewed by age and mind Uncertainty begins to drone Am I still punk when I am alone? Justice and for peace with mass on and six feet in between. An image of our Christians knowing love and loss and pain. We're living life in and out of time. Perspective skewed by age and mind. Step by step through the unknown. My still punk, I am Dunker Punks, thanks for listening to my tune. I'm curious what resonates with you in the lyrics and what you think of the song as a whole. Comment on our social media at Dunker Punks Pod with your reactions and reflections on it. For now, how about a bit of a check-in? I'll be honest, it's been really tough as a musician and songwriter during this pandemic, and I don't think I'm alone in that sentiment. It's hard to feel particularly inspired and motivated to write and record and perform when your audience is made up of your housemates and the general internet ether. It's never ideal, but I found a couple things that have helped me counteract some of the negative vibes that have been blocking my creativity. And the first is collaboration. That's how this song came to be. I bounced ideas off contributors and other Dunker Punks podcast leaders for things as broad and big as the title and theme, all the way down to simple little details like whether or not to use the early modern English words, thy and half. Another thing that's been helpful to me is hearing stories. 
I can't really experience my own big adventures out in the world right now, but each of us has a wealth of adventures that we can share with each other. The streaming internet has infinite plot lines we can explore, and at least in DC, the library is still open for pickups. If you're ever in a rut, like I get into, phone a friend and hear what's up with them, or learn something new about them. People like telling their stories and sharing what they've learned and experienced in life. So in this first episode of this new season, we're going to explore that idea. Like so many of us, Krista Craighead has been through a major life moment during this pandemic. She began new work just before the shutdown and has some wisdom and imagery to share with us today to help us learn and teach. of Spain is one of those countries that is known for its diversity, its culture, its history, its architecture, and its art. And I was lucky enough about three years ago to get to go on a college-sponsored trip to Spain. And not only to one place in Spain, but this trip took us to museums and cities and landmarks in different cities all throughout the country. So for about three weeks, I got to travel around to places like Barcelona and Madrid and Cordoba and Sevilla and Costa del Sol and Zaragoza, and I got to see the rich history and beauty of the country of Spain. One of the best parts of the trip actually happened to be our tour guide, and his name was Fernando. Fernando knew all of the ins and outs of the cities that we visited. He'd been there many times himself, so he knew the best places to go and eat. He knew the best places to go and check out the architecture of the buildings. He knew the places that were the richest in history and language. Without Fernando, our trip would have suffered a little bit, and we probably wouldn't have had such a great experience. There was one moment in particular with Fernando that I will never forget. We got to visit the Sagrada Familia in Barcelona, which is this huge, unfinished cathedral. Construction has been taking place on this cathedral under different artists for over a hundred years, so it's a big deal in Spain, but I had never heard of it until this trip, until we actually arrived in Barcelona. Now, the day that we were to tour the Sagrada Familia, Fernando took us to the front doors, but he made us stare at the floor before we walked in. He told us not to look up until he told us to. So we, this group of like 15 college kids, are huddled together and we're shuffling into the cathedral with our eyes on the floor and our heads down, following the sound of Fernando's voice. And finally, when we're about right in the center of the cathedral, Fernando stops us. And he tells us to look up. So the first thing that I saw in the Sagrada Familia was this beautiful cascading ceiling 
that was filled with light and mosaics. It was breathtaking. It was stunning. And if I had not had Fernando as my tour guide, the ceiling would not have been the first thing that I looked at. Fernando set the stage for the rest of our time inside of the Sagrada Familia. It's really known for these huge stained glass windows that it has and these choir lofts that are raised way up close to the ceiling. That's what it's known for. But the ceiling had such artistry, such divinity about it. And I and my college peers would have never even looked up at the ceiling had we not had Fernando as our tour guide. He set the stage for us and he helped us to uncover all of the beautiful pieces of art within the Sagrada Familia that we were not familiar with and we wouldn't have been able to find on our own. The entire day spent at that cathedral was breathtaking and moving spiritually. And it is because of Fernando that we had such a great experience. So one of the benefits of taking a tour is the blessing of having a really good tour guide. A guide really takes all of the stress out of our trips because they've already gone before us and they have the knowledge that we do not have about the trip that we're taking. It feels good to put our trust into someone else and have them lead and guide us, showing us little hidden treasures that we wouldn't be able to discover on our own. Fernando's role as our tour guide is much like my role as a youth pastor at Mount Union Church of the Brethren, which I started at the beginning of this year in January. So I got to practice my role as a guide, as a youth pastor at Mount Union for about nine Sundays. <laughs> and then we were shut down because of the coronavirus. That threw a huge wrench into the plans that I had had for developing the youth program at that church. It's like if we had shown up at the Sagrada Familia with Fernando and he had taken us inside and told us to look up only to find that construction was being done on the ceiling and we weren't able to see the beautiful artwork that he centered his tour around. Because of the pandemic, I had to quickly rethink how I wanted to do the youth program, how I wanted to get a message out to them every week. And also, probably one of the biggest challenges was figuring out how to deliver a VBS curriculum this summer to the kids. My biggest worry was that the kids had already had so many things taken away from them. Their school years were disrupted, camps were shut down, we weren't able to have Sunday school or really any activities at the church, so these kids were basically isolated in their homes and didn't have any sort of outlet uh, for their spiritual growth or for playtime with each other. My challenge was going to be trying to deliver elements of fun 
and spiritual lessons to the kids without actually having them together with me or with each other in the same room. So I decided to take the lead of some other camps and some other churches that I knew of who were doing a virtual VBS. And I used the same curriculum that I had already developed for the summer, and I switched it into a virtual platform consisting of multiple videos that I streamlined together into one long segment for each day, Monday through Friday. So our theme was practicing the pause for God. And I felt like this theme really connected with the times that we were in. Everyone virtually was on pause, confined to their homes and not really able to go out and do anything. So practicing the pause seemed to come at just the right time. It was all about how we could use some of the spare time that we have to pause for God, which is something that is kind of hard for us to do, even in the middle of a pandemic, when it seems like we have nothing to do. It's hard to take the time out of our day to say, you know what, I'm going to give an hour to God. I'm going to give an hour to helping someone else. I'm going to give an hour to my own personal spiritual growth. So I started making videos for our virtual VBS and some people at the church offered to also make some videos that I could add in. And I really felt like Fernando. I felt like a tour guide and I felt excited to start this virtual adventure with all of the young people from my church and from churches outside of our church. I was excited to really showcase to these kids how fun Jesus could be, even if you're watching on a computer screen. How we don't have to be inside of a church to experience God. We could be in the comfort of our own homes on lockdown during a pandemic, and we could still feel God and have fun with God. That was my main mission with virtual VBS. And Suzanne Lair actually contacted me. She's the coordinator uh, for the Dunker Punks podcasts, and she had a great idea. She said, after your VBS airs, maybe you can gather some quotes from the kids who watched your show, and you can see what their opinions and what their takeaways were from this virtual experience with Jesus. So I said, yes, that's a great idea. Next Sunday and the Sunday after and the Sunday after when the kids start coming back, I will be sure to get their opinions, their takes on the virtual VBS. So the next Sunday rolled around. Our church was opened at half capacity again. I was having a separate children's church service for the kids in our congregation and no kids came that Sunday. <laughs> so I thought, that's okay. I will wait next Sunday, and I'm sure I'll have some kids back. So I waited the next Sunday, and no kids came that Sunday. This pattern went on throughout the entire summer. There was one Sunday where I had two kids come, a brother and sister, 
Um, and I did a lesson with them and then they went on vacation. <laughs> so the plans that I initially had with Suzanne did not turn out the way I thought that they would. And it actually, honestly, made me feel a little disheartened. I felt like maybe I had failed as a tour guide during our virtual VBS. Maybe it wasn't very engaging. Maybe it wasn't as fun as I thought it was. Uh, and maybe the kids weren't coming because I didn't make their virtual experiences as great as they could have been. As a preacher, as a minister, as a teacher, sometimes there's a lot of pressure put on us to perform really well. Just like Fernando, our tour guide, had a pressure placed upon him to make sure that we, the people he was guiding, felt inspired and moved by the Spanish culture that he was showing us. Those feelings of doubt came upon me very quickly, and they stuck around for a while. Only recently have I started to understand that I do not have to be the perfect tour guide for my kids. But I'm reminded of a few verses, one of them from the book of Proverbs, where King David says, I passed by the field of a lazy man, a man lacking sense and no work. And behold, the field was overgrown with thorns, and the ground was covered with nettles, and its stone walls were broken down. And then again, I find in the book of Colossians, Paul is saying, and whatever you do, the words that you speak, the deeds that you perform, you must do all of these things in the name of the Lord Jesus and give thanks to God through Jesus in every work that you do. In addition to being a youth minister, I'm also a middle school history teacher. And I really want to be sure that everyone who has the job of a guide right now, whether you're a teacher or a minister or an actual tour guide, whatever it is that you do, whatever your work or your job or your labor is, the verses remind us that our work is to be done for the glory of Jesus. And that work will not always be appreciated. And that work will not always be utilized. And your work will not always be noticed. You will not always see the fruits of your labor. But the message that I really want to be sure that I convey is that it's important that we work for the good and the glory of Jesus despite our fear of negativity or unimportance. Any work that we do to move people spiritually, to help them grow, to give them something, to cling on to, to teach them, that is work that glorifies God. And therefore, it is good work. So unfortunately, I did not get any type of comment on my videos from the youth at my church. Because we are in the middle of crazy times and they are hunkering down at home, which is for the best. 
but I was able to create something for the good of God. And I was able to make it fun and interactive and engaging. And I was able to publish it in a place where I know they can access it any time that they need it. So my job as a guide for these young people was a job well done this summer. And anyone who is also trying to figure out technology right now and figure out the best way to deliver a piece of God to the people in our churches and the people in our youth, I would just leave you all with one last scripture from the book of John, chapter 16, verse 13. It says, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. He will tell you of things to come, and he will guide you into righteousness. As followers of Jesus, it's comforting to know that we do not have to preach and teach and guide on our own. The Holy Spirit is our guide. The Holy Spirit guides us and constantly refreshes us with energy and with new wisdom and with new guidance. The Holy Spirit guides me and the Spirit provides me with the words that God would speak if God were here in the flesh. This new age that all of us lives in, it's provided us with some pretty unique opportunities. We have email, we have text messaging, we have the internet, we have so many applications that allow us to communicate and reach out to each other even when we're distanced. It provides us an opportunity really to teach virtually all of the time. I could have looked up every piece of information that I wanted to look up about Spain and the Sagrada Familia when I went to visit, but it was better for me to have a guide. And what better guide are we blessed with than that of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God? What Krista's message brings to mind for me is that we don't have to reinvent the wheel every time we want to go for a bike ride. Many someones have come and figured it out before us and guided us in such a way that we can understand what a wheel is, how it works, and practical applications for it. We use this established knowledge and experience of our guides to progress and grow as individuals and as society. Have you had a guide recently? Have you taught someone else? I know since the pandemic started, I've had friends and family reach out to me to show them how to use technology and software that's now vital for social interaction. I work with technology, especially audio and video devices, all the time, and I kind of take that knowledge for granted, but taking the time out of my day just to show someone how to set up a video call properly or stream a webinar or a church service can make a big impact on their pandemic lives. I can testify to having lots of guides recently with all the little projects I try to do to keep busy, from making sourdough pizza to restoring a 100-year-old steamer trunk to rewiring a motorcycle, to growing an herb garden. Articles and YouTube videos have been a saving grace. Activists and organizers have shown me how to peacefully and safely protest for social justice during this pandemic. 
in the new theme song, I ask, am I still punk when I'm alone? And that's something I've been wrestling with recently, and probably you have too. What does it mean to be countercultural and Christian in this time? Unfortunately, I don't have a direct answer for you, but I certainly can ponder with you. A big part of being punk is attitude, and a big part of attitude is faith. Keeping in contact with my church helps me continue my spiritual journey. Prayer and meditation take a bit more intentionality than they used to, but also invite the spirit to draw near. Wearing a mask is somehow punk for a lot of folks. Wearing a mask means you care about people other than yourself and want to protect them. It really is beautiful to see so many people experience a minor discomfort for the sake of humanity. I'd say now more than ever, being kind online is a testament to your personality and beliefs. With so much negativity spreading on social media anymore, it's hard sometimes to even want to connect with a broader community that way. That's why your communities need your positive influence, your teaching, even if you don't always see the fruits of your labor. They need your help setting up a Zoom account. They need a virtual vacation Bible school. They need a phone call from a friend. Hey, let's figure out how to be punk again. Thanks for tuning in to the first episode of this new season. There's many more to come. The Dunker Punks podcast is a whole gaggle of tour guides who are also students, learning and teaching life's lessons as we go. As part of the emerging church, we try to follow Jesus' countercultural footsteps in how we live and act. This episode comes from Krista Craighead, yours truly, Jacob Krause, hosts and edits this episode and creates our music, and Suzanne Lay manages production. The Arlington Church of the Brethren is a wonderful sponsor for the show, and you can find archives of this show on iTunes and online at arlingtoncob.org slash dpp. Connect with the show on social media at DunkerPunksPod or by emailing us at dpp at arlingtoncob.org. Until next time, take care of yourselves, DunkerPunks, and help each other out. Peace.